Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about how to die in a role-playing game. And as always, we're going to focus in on the role-play so we can get better at it together. Nice. Pretty, pretty uh, grim subject, but uh, it's actually an... I think a fun part of the game uh, we are going to talk about today, uh, maybe in some context for the listeners, um, we had a game last weekend. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more, Matt? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it was the game, it's, it's in Chris's regularly scheduled game that he runs, in which I am a player, I play a wizard, I a, a, an astromancer in the world of Warhammer, so it's kind of like a. Anyway, you guys don't need to know, but he's like a, almost like a fortune teller meets lightning magic, so, something like that. Let, let, let's leave it at that and not dig too deep into it. But um, we had what I would consider to be a game with like the potential for very high lethality. There, there was. Uh, some some luck of the dice there was some maybe less than optimal moves that we uh we as a party decided to do with minimal planning and it kind of ended up in a situation where yeah my my character could have very well died um i think i could have also very well put my character in a position where he could have died uh and the same thing with uh two of the other five people in the party i i would say right chris yeah i mean uh three of the five were at death's door and uh just in terms of of of, of like really quickly in mechanics in my system i give concede uh depending on the, the the severity of the combat and you guys had two concedes so two possible like i'm unconscious now i'm i'm out of the fight but I have to deal with the repercussion of being unconscious, which is what happened to you. You were the mm -hmm. first one to be like, basically, like, I, ne next hit's gonna kill me, so I'm I'm out of the fight. But the other two did finish the fight, but they were in the same situation as you. So we were we were two hits away from a death for sure. And anybody, any one of you guys, could have pushed their luck one hit to many i guess like, mm -hmm. and die like i i don't track hit point really closely of my characters i of my players i do a little bit but like i hadn't realized that you were like i went back after the game and i looked at your hp and your crit and everything and i was just like yeah he was about to die <laughs> he, like <laughs> that was it, it was a good call to stop there because i think you probably would have so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's for, for those of you listening, that's kind of the context of today's episode. So we're hoping to kind of talk about char player character death, um, it, you know, in, in a number of different systems, what a player can do to make the most out of their character's death. You know, there's a lot of narrative impact that can be had. Um, before we get too much into it, though, I do want to make a small little announcement, Chris, if that's that's all right with you. Um, me and somebody on Twitter from the uh, from the podcast Snyder's Return, which is an actual play podcast that does a number of different conversations related to like things on a variety of D and D and other tabletop RPG subjects. Like actually, 
they're really great. So I'm just gonna plug in, they gave me a little promo spiel that I'm gonna plug in here. Sliders Return is a tabletop role-playing podcast featuring interviews and a D&D 5e actual play adventure. So you can learn about different game systems and content creation while also listening to us disrupt everyday life on the Sword Coast. We release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on your podcasting platform. So come join us as we improvise, adapt, and overcome. And then we're going to get back into the show. So thanks for that, Adam, from Schneider's Return. I hope, uh, I hope you're doing well. So yes, back to, uh, to the regularly scheduled programming of <laughs> talking about character death. <laughs> so let's let's go maybe let's start with um i don't want to say the basic but maybe one of the i think one of the questions that set the stage for any game master a question that you 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 need i think you need to have uh in mind when you when you decide the lethality let no let, let, help me there uh lethality lethality whatever yeah. uh, how much how deadly is your is your game is <laughs> do you need do you need the presence or do you need the um, the possibility of death for your player characters in order to have stakes in your games mm-hmm. um and then maybe after i'll, I'll put a caveat because i think this this most people agree but i'll put i'll change the word stakes at the end and to have a good game, or a, or have fun in a game. Do you need this for role playing games to 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 be an experience where you get all out of it, but maybe in a different context? I don't know. I I, I just it, wanted to talk it's a about good question those two first. things. Yeah, I I think it's a really good question, and I'll be honest. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be very candid with everybody listening. Uh, I've been playing role playing games for a very long time, and to my knowledge, I've never. Like, unless I'm forgetting, like, a one-shot character or something, I've never had a player character die on me. Like, ever. I've, I've always either finished the, the adventure and then the game pittered off, or we, we just dissolved the game after, you know, a year or two of playing and it just kind of disappeared. I've, so, in any game that I've played as a player, my character has never died. How about... Yeah, how about as a game master. And as a game master... I've never killed a player character. Okay, okay. Yeah. For me, it's uh, it's hard because, I, like I often say, I, I don't come from a D&D background. I come from a Warhammer background. And in Warhammer, you have lives. Um, I think they're call. I think they called Fate Point, if I remember, years ago. Like, um, mm-hmm. You basically have lives. So you... You get to zero HP, and you get like you get to you're in a combat, and you fail at a point where you would die if not for those lives. Okay. So then you you can see that your character is like lost one of their lives. You know, like it's it's significant. So I've failed that, but then you don't lose your character yet. So like those Warhammer games are very grim, very deadly, but. You see, you you lose your character in increments, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see, you're gonna lose your character. I probably lost one or two character when, like, when I was playing a lot with my with my brother. Um, but sometimes I feel like a lot of the deaths that I've experienced as a player and also as a game master, and maybe uh, maybe we'll we'll go in a ton in tangent there, is. Are almost like narrative death 
you know, like in my um, in that campaign that you you you're part of, one of the character died. Umgrim uh, Umgrimson died in the first like season, but really, it felt more like a narrative death where the the player wanted to sacrifice their character, mm-hmm. and it was kind of part of of of, of this character's arc. So it felt more like a narrative death than like a real like I'm trying as hard as I can and I still die. So I think there's also that like like I think when we're talking about this discussion here today, there's a distinction there between like I wanted my character to die and we made it happen and yeah. like being surprised by our character death. And maybe some listeners are like, what is this thing of like preparing a death and in my experience that happens probably more often than an actual like random death you know yeah and and actually to, to backtrack a bit chris the, the reason why i gave some of that context was to answer your question about you oh, know, sorry. Do, do i need lethality in a game to have fun for me personally and i would have like on the spectrum of yes and no before that game what was it last weekend I would have said, I'm fine without lethality. I have I have enough fun with the narrative of the game and playing with my friends that I don't I don't really need the presence of lethality to have fun. I can live with the fact that there is lethality, but I don't need it. But then after this weekend, <laughs> I was like, oh man, like there was like a rush. There was there was something special about that. About like, you know what? My character can die. How do I make it meaningful? And I know it's not, and, and that's that's a whole other subject. So let's maybe save that for later. But mm-hmm. like, my character's not done. He's far from being done his narrative journey in the game. So this pre-planned narrative death, that wasn't like, that was out of the picture for mm-hmm. my character at this point. But like the thrill of of the possibility of my character's loss was was really interesting. I, now, this doesn't give you permission to do it every game, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it was really cool. I I, I have to admit, it was um, it was eye opening for me. How about how about yourself, Chris? I mean, maybe I just want to address a little bit of what you just said there. Uh, it's it's funny to me because I knew, like, we talk a lot, right, about role playing games, and I knew you told me in the past that like. For you, character death was not uh, like needed. So, mm-hmm. like we, we previously talked about that, and maybe in passing, not like a whole discussion. Um, and I and it's funny because that game, I there was a couple of times, not a couple, like three times, where it was like they were shooting at people, and it was amongst five or three people, and I would literally say like one is Diedrich, two is. X, Y, and I would roll in front of you guys on roll yeah. 20, and it would always fall on you. So, like, it wasn't it wasn't, like, my goal to make you experience that. <laughs> uh, so, for, first of all, like, it was really, like, almost, no, almost no, a fluke of a game. And, and because you told me that death, and you already told me, like, I remember you telling me, like, I'm really attached to Diedrich. I want to bring his story to, like, a certain, like, point and like narratively mm-hmm. uh so you I remember you telling me like i don't want this character to die like i'm having fun with it and at one point in the combat you you cast a spell with a miscast and it backfired on you and kind of put you in the real problem that let's and, and i was looking at the I thing and i was like I, sorry i think i lost you there for a second chris 
I think. Okay, yeah, I, can I don't know. If, Sorry. Okay, let, let's continue. Like, uh, when, where, when did it cut? Uh, something about I was casting something. Yeah. Okay. So you cast, and then you did a miscast, and it backfired, and basically threw threw you in a situation where you're like, okay, I might die now. And yeah. when I saw that, I was really like almost hesitating because I was like, I know Matt told me I'm not a big fan of death in my games. And I don't want that character to die. So I was like, I was kind of reticent to like move forward with it. But, but I told myself that this combat would not hold back. So I was like, let's just go with it. And it just, it turned out to make one of the most awesome moments because death was on the table. So uh, to answer the, the question that I initially asked, for me, per, a perceive lethality is a must but that's mm -hmm. just the way i i like it um otherwise it feels like if if the negative is just running away or you know failing i, I don't know i feel like it 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 brings a whole dimension to the game and it can really push the story forward and we talk a lot about like improving role play i think it, it like it's so dramatic. It's it's so it's tension, and then the other players are the one who are actually going to benefit from your character's death because they're going to have to deal with it. Like if Diedrich had died, how would Otis have felt after that? How would Ludolf? Like you know, like it would create a, a a ripple of effect through the other players. That would be fascinating for even the player to experience, probably as a new character. <laughs> but like still, right? So. So for me, I, I've never considered a game without lethality, except for children. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll put the caveat that, like, I say I don't believe in lethality, or I didn't believe that much in, in having lethality in my games. But that didn't mean my player characters could get away with everything. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Like, if they did something extraordinarily ridiculous, and I gave them warnings that it was ridiculous, and that there was a chance for death, like... It could have still happened, but yes, but good, good point. And I'd like to, I'd like to kind of bounce on some of what you said there. So yeah, there was that moment in the game where luck of the draw was literally awful. Like I think there was four things, like I missed cast, then I rolled a hundred sided die to select what the miscast effect was, which happened to be pushing me, like moving me. Then we rolled to decide what cardinal direction I got moved to, and I got moved backward. And then we rolled for like damage that I was gonna get for falling. And I think I got the most the die, like you, you, you told me to roll a die, and I got the highest figure on that die. So it was like just bad luck after bad luck after bad luck, and like you said, that is exactly the moment where I was like, okay. It's real. Like, my character could die this game. And it put me in this frame. At first, I was a little bit, like, um, like, it, it kind of put me off a little bit. I was like, oh, man, like, I, like this, isn't, this doesn't feel good to have all these crappy roles. And now for the character that I did, didn't want to have killed, get killed. But then I kind of, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, let's make this fun. Like, let's make the most out of it. And it really so, so for those of you listening that maybe you're like me and you have a character you really love and you don't want to see go, but you find yourself in a, in a crummy situation, I, sorry, I'm going to tangent again on, off of my tangent, but there was one time where I was playing with 
with some people. I was running a game for them, and I do track HP. And I knew they were we were playing D and D, and I knew the blow I was giving them was gonna make them unconscious, like was gonna render them unconscious. Now it's not the same as being killed, but in D and D, it's it's not fun. And this person was a relatively new player, and they cheated. Like they did not make their character die, like fall unconscious. And I was like, hmm. okay. And I didn't call them out. I'm like, whatever. Like this, this isn't gonna be a he said he he said she said situation where I'm gonna put him in front of everybody. I'm just gonna let this slide. But like, so if you're a person like that, that like might be tempted to cheat so that their character doesn't die. Like, I know there's people out there that do it. Reflect on this for a second, you know? Like, you can make the most out of this character's death anyway. So try to, without having to cheat your way out of it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I thought about the situation. I was like, man, like, I'm in a really bad situation, but so is another character. Maybe there's something I can do to save them. Like, maybe I can sacrifice my character to save the other character. So I was thinking about different things, and 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 then, like, you know, it was a very interesting train of thought to, to try to bring impact despite the, like, crummy hand of cards that I was dealt. You know, it, it, mm. it almost felt like a puzzle. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was really, it was really eye-opening to, really eye-opening for me to, like, because I, I feel like if I would have just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and be like, no, I'm going to try my best to keep my character alive and not even consider the possibility of his death, it wouldn't have ended up very, like, it wouldn't have been very interesting, I don't think. You think you would have acted differently? Yeah, I think I would have maybe acted more selfishly. I think I would mm -hmm. have perhaps, uh, I would have perhaps yeah, I would have perhaps acted more selfishly, and had I failed, then I would have just died, like, almost for nothing. Like, I would have died mm. during our escape, and it wouldn't have been as great of a death. So that was kind of, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where I felt. I was like, okay, this is a moment where I need to decide. Am I gonna act to save my character, but if I do, then I die kind of like meh? Or do I lean into mm -hmm. the fact that my character could die, so I'm going to do something ballsy, and if I, if I, if I succeed, it's going to be amazing, which it was. And if I fail, mm -hmm. then maybe we could have worked something out where, like, I failed, but I still did enough to save him and not me, and then I died. And, like, you know what? It would have been a better death. If, you know, quote-unquote, a better character death. Um, yeah, and... Just maybe to give some context of, of actually what happened, like you were you were on the ground and you decided to cast a spell trying to like bring the other injured person with you, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And managed to do it. But if you had failed, you both would have stayed there. So you could have just cast it on yourself and leave that person there. I really admired the decision of taking a quite a high risk. And it's almost like all for all or nothing. It's either we make it both together or none, none of us make it. And that is great drama. Uh, and, and, and you did your role and, and, and it was on roll 20. So we all saw it at the same time. And I, I, 
there was a couple of times where I've seen my players cheers, cheer for like a roll or something, but this was definitely one of the biggest cheer of like everybody for the previous the whole previous round knew this was set up for your role for that role uh-huh <laughs> and like everybody was just waiting for it and i was also waiting for it because i knew a, a one like a miss on this one and you are both going to be toast so it was such a great way of putting tension on one role which is it's kind of rare i think um to have a situation come down to one role. And I think in that evening, it happened like three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was really cool. Um, but I, I, do have to, I do have to acknowledge that it was rather system dependent, right? Like your, your mm -hmm. system, uh, the, the system we play with, enables for death to be that dramatic because you can have one fell swoop if you're if you're in a crappy situation already that that puts you under so you kind of have that like as a player you have that knowledge you can say oh th this is it like if i get hit one more time i will likely die so i need to act accordingly whereas in other systems maybe that's not the case mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so th the system we're using is, like, this part is, is something I designed. Like, it's my own thing. So it's it was exactly for that, because I do not like the death in, in Dungeons & Dragons, right? I mean, there's multiple version colors of it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the whole, like, if you get your damage in negative, but that almost never happens, I feel, uh, unless you fall off a cliff or something. And, and even then... <laughs> Uh, so the the main way of dying is the the whole like I I'm in, unconscious and th three rounds or or more I might die three rounds later and this to me feels so anticlimactic because you uh, you lose the whole like last words and you lose the whole like you know like fight like the Boromir of like I get an arrow oh I'm almost got like. I yeah. feel like I'm 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 about to die, but I'm gonna fight through it because I need to save those two hobbits, you know. And like you fight through and you push through, and, you, and it's kind of like a push your luck thing. And and I I like the system I made, so that it's exactly that. It's like you push your luck, and whenever you want to call it call it quits, then the group has a couple of those, like I said, like concede, um, which means that if you're five players, the three others, if you do a TPK. It would end up three dead and two like captured probably, which to me is also more interesting than five death. You know, mm -hmm. like where do you go from there? Um, so, so I think I think D and D the whole like, and maybe we don't need to like spend much time on my system because we're the only one using it, so it's not that helpful to a listener. But like, I think um, there needs to be. If I would play more D and D, I would probably house rule. Death and I'm sure there's a bunch of people who already yeah. did that. So I, I don't know what to do with that, and that's one of the reason I, I'm not a, a fan of D and D because I like lethality in my game, and I don't feel like D and D does it super well. Uh, yeah, but that's I just mean, my I, opinion. One one thing that I've I've experienced that I think is an interesting way to do D and D death without house ruling is just you know for a character when they do fall unconscious for them to fall unconscious like as a game master you kind of have to set it up in a way that it becomes almost 
th that person becomes irrescuable, like that person's corpse or that mm -hmm. person's unconscious body is behind enemy lines and it's just too risky to go back and get them. And 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 as a player, if you find yourself in a situation where your character like you're ready for your character to die or you think that you know what, like if I die here, I die here, you could also do that where you position yourself in such a way where like you just you just charge. You just charge for the big bad and maybe you get a good swing at him and then you get killed by the minions that are there or something and, and you, you, know, you fall and it's almost impossible for your party to rescue you. You can kind of maybe work your way around it. Now it is kind of a less graceful solution. And I'd, I'd be interested to hear if people listening do have house rules that they've come up with. Um, because it is, yeah, it is one of those flaws of the system. I mean, flaws or, or benefits, I guess, if if you don't want your character to die. But it's just like this. Yeah. It just slows it down. It slows it down way too much. Yeah, it's it's basically the, like, you have, let's say, at least two rounds if you fail everything, unless you roll a one. But, like, you have time to give me one HP, whatever the way you want to do it. And I'm going to back up full, full, uh, Full ability, like well, a same as, same as before I fell, right? So it's yeah. to me that's that's the whole problem, and that's why I like criticals in in combat. And as your HP is down, you get more and more critical. So you're it's death spiral. I know people are like, as a system, it it causes some problem, but I want that in my game because that's what creates the the lethality of like we need to run away because we just started the death spiral, you know. Mm -hmm. um that's and again it comes down to style but i guess that's that's my D, &D rant uh <laughs> i would probably do that like you know what what i like quick i just thought about that that's probably not a good fix but like i would probably do that when you were in the death saves you you can't go back out of it but also you're not unconscious you know, like something like that where you you can fight through and when you succeed, good for you, you can fight longer and longer. But, you know, like as you fight, you just lose death saves. I don't know. There's probably something to do with HP too, but I, uh, I'm i sorry. I just don't like I've I don't run <laughs> D&D for, for many reasons, but this is one of the main one, actually. Yeah, no, well, I mean, it, it definitely takes away from the impact like the suddenness and impact that character death can have and and maybe there's a little bit more for us to talk about here right so let's let's talk about yeah what what does happen when a character dies and and how maybe a game master and a player or all the players at the table can try to make the most out of it right because there there is certainly some advice and role playing strategies surrounding that I don't know, Chris, if, if there's something that kind of comes to mind that you want to talk about there. Well, I think there's different things. I think there's the, maybe not the before, but the like when you are about to realize, and you've, you've talked about it um, a little bit, like you see it coming, right? Mm -hmm. Like the possibility at least. Uh, so there's the whole like, are you going to go reckless, sacrifice yourself, depending on the situation. So I think the, the whole, the setup, setting up a death is um a good thing where if it comes out of nowhere that's usually when death is not really fun um mm -hmm. so so maybe i'll 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 throw the ball to you cuz i think you've started on that thread so i'll i'll let you like 
talk about the setup, uh, but I think there's the setup, there's like the, the almost the last words, and then there's the aftermath. Uh, so I guess that's the three things I would I would separate death. Uh, but maybe you have a different different perspective on it. What uh, what about you? Well, I mean, I was kind of looking at it from a different angle, from like the different roles of of the people, uh, the different roles of the people at the table. Like the you know the the game master has a role to play. Mm, okay, okay. The player has the player who is dying or could die has a role to play, and then the others uh, at the table have their role to play. But I I mean let, let's go with the setup first. And well, and I, think I like what you're saying, and maybe we can address those three things in the setup and in the rest, right? So so if we think of the setup, if all the tables see the death possibly come, like. There's a role for the game master there to mm -hmm. set up maybe something heroic or like see what the player is about to try to do and 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 help it happen. Maybe not fudge the dice, but you know it's kind of the whole thing of like maybe let's say Diedrich is about to die and Diedrich has a nemesis and the enemies. Well maybe I won't have the minion finish you off. You know, maybe mm -hmm. I'll have and that's what happened, like maybe I'll have the dark wizard so that I build a rivalry. You know, I won't send my like little like dog bite you to finish you. It's not it's not that cool, right? So I think there's a responsibility for the game master there to set up attacks so that it's fun. Yeah, set set it up so that it's meaningful, set it up so that it, like also like to set up so that that final action or the action that the character is doing with like this conceit of like you know what i'm doing mm -hmm. this accepting the fact that i'm going to die to maybe like sugarcoat it a little bit as the game master to to, to enable that last action to have a bit more of an impact yes a and that bleeds into the character like the player who is playing the character who is about to die it's it's on you to make your death meaningful like you can't just say oh my game master didn't like do enough to make my character death be meaningful like you need you need to take an active role in that and that's that's what i realized on, on the weekend when i was playing i was like you know what this this could be a point of no return so let's make it worthwhile let's make it you know let's make my actions be risky enough that if i die that you know that risk is kind of seen by others and 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 could could have an impact you know um so so that's kind of what I think is is your job as the player who's about to die is to really enable your final action to to be worthy of like being remembered. Yeah, and I mean I think we're talking in terms of like a heroic story too like obviously there are some games that maybe that doesn't apply but like we're talking legendary stories here like epic, right? So well, yeah, yeah, but but it it could also be like Maybe I should specify, like, it doesn't need to be a heroic action. Like, you could mm -hmm. be remembered for crawling over to somebody else who's dying, whispering something, like, very meaningful in their mm -hmm. ear, and then, and then passing, like, and then falling unconscious and passing away beside them. Like, just that impact, it's not the game master that's going to make that happen. It's the player whose, their character is dying that mm -hmm. has to make that happen. Like, I... 
just to give our go ahead, Chris. I'll let, I, I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Just FYI, my screen stopped, so I don't see you. So if you're like gesturing, that I, I'm not seeing you. But okay. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was what you just said made me think of, and and that's kind of I think what you're going for. Like in the movies, when someone's think they're gonna die, they might tell their biggest secret and say like, uh, I don't know, like your your sister is still alive or you know, something that only your characters know or like take care of my mother or like anything that shows their real essence mm -hmm. and then if they die it's kind of what you said like maybe you whispered something and it, it 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 creates something meaningful but if you survive i mean the, the whole like i love you i mean it doesn't apply that much in role-playing game if you don't have like a lot of romance like the whole like you tell someone i love you because you think you're about to die, you do a lot of movies, and then you survive, and then you have to deal with the fact that you said that, you know, like it's, or you die, and then they have to deal with the fact that you said that. So it's just drama, it's good. Yeah, no, it's super cool. So yeah, it's, it's up to the, it's up to you as the player to, to do that setup. And, and then I think it's up to everybody else at the table to kind of realize that that's going on, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there was another moment in that evening where another character basically decided, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Like it was very clear. He was putting himself in the, he was basically putting himself on a silver platter, charging in and trying to be a distraction so that we could escape. And that action, like I was having a really hard time. I, I was happy I was unconscious because like, should I intervene here? <laughs> <laughs> or should I just let him have it? Like he's trying to set himself up, set himself up for a moment, and mm -hmm. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. Um, but it it's tricky to know your role. Like, sh should I just let him have his death? Like, it, ah, it's, yeah, it's tough. yeah, I, yeah. That that was really so. So that's an ex an excellent point because it's exactly kind of what you did. But he, and he literally, like, his character literacy, literally said, like, you guys run, I'll try to hold them back. Like, the, yeah. like the, 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 it's kind of cliche, but it, it, it works, right? And uh, he did, like, he killed two in a row, and he's like, I'll hold them back. It was very epic. Uh, I think, as a game master, I did my job in the sense that I didn't have to do much. I mean, he was about to be charged. The thing was already set up, right? Then he did his job of, like, setting up his like purpose yeah but i think the problem and that's something we didn't talk about in the like player responsibility i think there's a it's okay to meta game a little bit here because your character might be okay with dying and it's like this is my purpose to die but i think it's important for the player to also communicate to the other players what like are they trying to die because yeah. they want to change character or are they just trying to make the most out of it or they really don't want to die please help me i'm just my character is saying that but i don't want to lose that character you know and i feel like even the other play like you and uh, myself and the other players were all looking at that player and be like okay is that randall or is that the player saying this because and yeah. and i think one person person basically uh, i think it was vince who said like time out time out and and asked the player aaron do you 
want to die? Like, do you want your, uh-huh. your character to die? Or are we actually trying to save you now? And the cost of saving him was pretty steep. Um, but after a while, he, he actually fessed up and said, yeah, please save me. I, I don't want that character to die. And then <laughs> proceeded to, to like pay the, like I said, the steep price uh, for it, which was not like a, another character's life, but it was it was yeah, kind it, of like it a, was a still a lot. Resource. Like yeah, yeah it, it was, and like that's part of the player's responsibility, I think, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the person yeah. who's doing this 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 act that could put themselves in a dangerous situation. You know, there, there's this. You need to be aware that if you want to be saved, a lot of resources have to go into saving you. Like even me, I I made. I made the choice, like when I fell unconscious, when I made my character fall unconscious on the on the wall. I was like, "Yeah, I don't want my character to die." Like I did my cool heroic thing. I <laughs> tempted my I tempted my fate, and now I want to see I I want to live to see another day. So, mm-hmm. and I made myself fall unconscious, which basically made everybody else's job a lot harder because then mm-hmm. now they had to drag me around. So, like, I made that decision full well, knowing that, like it kind of puts everybody else at a disadvantage, um, which was the same when we, when everybody else had to save, had to save Randall. But um, are there, so are there other responsibilities for people at the table, of the, like the other players? I'm just trying to think if... I mean, I think, I think to play off of the moment, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's true in every, any, any role play scene that if... I mean, we talk a lot about being gift-giving, right? And the fact that if someone tells you like oh i really miss my parents you don't ju- you don't just say like oh hey my parents are actually like no you you engage on what that person just talked about so it's the same thing i think for that moment when you you maybe say something like go i'll hold him back mm-hmm. to have another character say something like no randall like it we're all in this together and you know like build on it I remember when you uh, when you were dazed and stunt on the ground, and like basically we would see, like I think at the moment, I actually no, it's the moment you fell unconscious. I remember Ludolf, played by Vince, who was like, no, 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 and like, like yeah. he did a, a scene of like you basically passing out next to him and him freaking out and be like, no, 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 don't go, don't go, we like, like wake up, and and that made you falling unconscious. Um, you know, like narrative, like we could experience yeah. it as a scene and it not just like, oh, I'm more It made more impact. It definitely uh-huh. made more impact. Um, yeah, I agree entirely. It's, it's up to everybody else to really lean into that sacrifice that you're making or lean into, like build it up, right? Like make it the, the moment that, make it have the impact that the person is trying to achieve. Um, Cool. So that's like the setup. Do we want to talk about like the death? I mean, we kind of talked about both, I guess. Yeah, yeah we did both kind of. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, we we can lean a little bit into like, you know, when your character dies. I I think it's natural, maybe or maybe not, but I think it's natural, even if you wanted it to happen or not, to feel maybe not great about it, right? Like y- mm-hmm. your character's death is especially if you've been playing them for a long time, it's going to have an impact on you. So 
maybe this is going to be like a silly thing to do, but I'm going to have to make sure that maybe I take a few seconds to myself. I might even leave and have to like take a breath to come back to make sure that it's not, it's not affecting me in the rest of the game, right? Like it's, yeah, for it, sure. it could be something big. So to be aware of that. Yeah, I think we. I think this needs to be addressed, and we're talking about player death, uh, character death, not player death, please. Uh, character death. Um, and and I think there's two camps, right? There, there's the camp of like, but it's just fictional. Why do you care, right? And I think this is such a revealing, close-minded way of thinking about it. Like, if if you your commitment and your engagement in the story is little enough that you cannot care about that character then i mean it's fine it's your way of playing that game it's fine but like to tell someone like you shouldn't care that much like when we watch a movie and like after two hours of that movie the the main character dies or any or something you've only been with that character for two hours yeah and you still care enough to like have an emotional response to it so i mean <laughs> when you've been playing for three years for hours and hours and hours, it would be weird not to have an emotional response to it. It would mean that you were so not involved like in what your character, who your character was, that, that you wouldn't have... I don't know. For me, yeah. the opposite feels weird of like not feeling the... Like for me, even NPCs that I... I had, I'm attached to it because I like the design of it, and they die. I'm like, oh, that's like I still feel it. So I can't imagine uh -huh. like a long term because I don't. I've never had a long term player, uh, long term character like like you guys in in the game. So yeah, yeah. So it's I I think to like be aware of that and 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 the same responsibility I think falls on the other players, right? Like if that happens to somebody, give them the space that they need to kind of recollect themselves. Uh, Maybe don't have the funeral that very same game. You know what I mean? Like, let let that person. It, 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 there's closure that has to happen. Almost like I sound silly. Yeah. I feel silly saying it, but like, you know, it happened. It was impactful. Great. And let the person who who had to like handle that give them a, give them a week or two weeks or however long until the next game has to happen before you you know you go and start to sing the praises of that character when they were still alive. Like, maybe don't make it happen too close together. Or, I mean, that's my opinion. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can judge your own table, I guess, but it's it's yeah. definitely could be a little bit, a bit charged. For me, as a game master, I worry about, like, backlash for something like that. So, maybe, I don't know, keep that in mind. Like, it, it's, mm. I can't really say, like, don't be mad at your game master for it because one again an emotional response it's hard to like separate it because like the game master plays the villain but like and at the same time it might also maybe your game master was a you know not a good a game not a good game master <laughs> and killed you for no reason and like fudged the dice for it and you know like there's bad death for sure yeah, yeah. so i can't say like don't be angry at your game master but if the only reason is like because you're you're you didn't want to lose your character and you're mad I, I don't know there's there's a line there i i felt bad that you were in that position but at the same time i was ready for whatever's gonna happen 
and I hoped that you weren't gonna like, you know, like be uh, grumpy. I mean, grumpy probably, but like be like mad at me for for a while. But even if you would have been, I would have let let you have your space for a couple of weeks and then maybe <laughs> address it. <laughs> but no, but you're right. Like it's, I think people are allowed to have the emotional response that they have. And I like that you mentioned that, yeah, some game masters are not going to be great about death. And it's also an experience thing, right? Like, cut your game master some slack. I've been playing mm-hmm. this, I've, I've, been in, I've been involved in this hobby for probably close to 10 years more now at this point. I don't even know, I have to do the math, but like probably about 10 years. And I've never had a character die. And I've never killed another character. So like, it's not something that happens every day, you know? You don't get to refine something without doing it you know a couple of times so you also have to be aware of that like it might be your game master's first time handling a character's death it so as much as as much as we have all these tips and strategies and things until you're you've done it a handful of times it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky there's always gonna be something you can look back on and say uh I could have maybe done that thing better to make it more impactful. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of Umgrim's death again, and like I've, I've been beating myself up a little bit about this death because it was basically like he was playing a slayer who has a death wish, and and I think the char- the player thought this was like the big boss of like almost a campaign, so he he chose that moment to like die. Mm-hmm. He was the only one who was like wounded and he charged alone and basically was asking to die and, and I and I told him, Are you sure you're doing this? Because this would mean maybe you would die and, and you know like, I give him like and he's like, Yeah, 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 I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And and when he died, he just you know, like he got killed for nothing, then the group came in, killed the big bad. And the death, even though had it had some repercussion along the road, like I remember at the funeral, one of the character, not the player, but one of the character saying something like, Well, he charged in, he was stupid and he's dead. You know? So it's and it makes sense that the other characters are just like, Well, he could have waited. So you know, like death for death to be meaningful all of those stars need to align that it has to have purpose it has to be well done and you know and sometimes it's not all always obvious for the players like is this a moment where i i have a purpose for dying so that's why i guess i would encourage not like to push like to create your death like yeah and just when it it's about to happen, like what you said, try to make it purposeful, you know, like not the other way around. Yeah, no, exactly. It, like if you're dealt the crummy hand, that's when you're like, okay, let's try to make the most out of this. Hopefully, and I say this, like sometimes you get dealt the crummy hand, but the situation is not like, despite getting bad rolls, it's not so dire that if you don't just kind of back off, your character's going to die. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So, so you can still judge those moments if you're if you're fighting like two or three skeletons and you happen to roll a couple of like missed 
a couple of misses and the, the skeletons rolled a couple of crits and now you're almost dead well you just back off and let somebody else handle the skeletons like you, you know like you don't have to die there just because you could um mm -hmm. so anyway um but okay so yeah let, let's let's maybe riff off a little bit more about like you said during the funeral i, I think there's there's things that people can do after a character is, has passed away uh, that can still, you know, honor them, can still add narrative, like, importance to the narrative. I, I think, you know, having a funeral, a funeral service, uh, talking to loved ones of that character or, or acquaintances or friends can, can, can add an impact, right? Like, it, it helps that character live on a little bit longer, but it also allows the other characters this opportunity to talk about that character. And I, mm -hmm. I think that that's everybody else's responsibility at that point. Like, like I remember when, like you're saying, Ungrim, this character who rushed in and died, probably like a year later, we talked to like some bartender who was one of his buddies. And he was like, so like, where's Ungrim? And we were like, oh man, like... He's dead, <laughs> and then and then we had an interaction. We didn't say it like that, but like you know, our, the the players were like, "Oh yeah, this guy, this guy was his friend." Like, let's let's make something out of this interaction that's going to be fun. So it's it's definitely on the players at the table to do that. And it, props to you, Chris, for for bringing that character back in. I don't I don't remember exactly how you did it, but. It was a, it was a bartender that like previously you had passed by and like Umgrim, you know I, I had improvised that Umgrim knew him and they had like kind of a buddy buddy and like oh yeah I saved your sister and she was the barmaid and like so there was like a backstory element that it was like one or two sentences at one point mm -hmm. uh, and when you came back to that bar, I mean there was no way for him to know so he's like oh where is Umgrim, right that was just kind of normal and then you guys. Like you said, it's on you. Get it's my role to give you an opportunity to reflect on these things, and then you could have been just like, "Oh yeah, he's dead. Give me a beer." But if you like it, you engage with it, and yeah, I think that's exactly. what woke you up back, woke you back up to like, "Oh, we actually have Umgrim ashes that we wanted to put in an axe, like for <laughs> like a year. Let's do it." And uh, you actually didn't do it at that moment, and uh, when you were later in a tomb and. It's, it's going to be linked to what we're talking here, but like later we were in a dwarven tomb kind of like uh, filled with necromantic energy. And because you were carrying this guy's ashes, the dwarf's ashes, I had the player come back while well, he was playing another character at that point. But like I told him ahead of time, if, if I call on you, you might have to like play Umgrim's ghost because mm -hmm. the ashes are in this necromantic energy. Um, so that happened, so you guys had to, like, I guess... Kind of confront him. We had to confront, basically yeah. confront his ghost. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so those are things that the Game Master could do. Are, are there, I'm just trying to think of other things that the Game Master can do to, to, to you know, to facilitate yeah, I, role I, I have play. a couple there. I think, I think there's a lot of, like, you know, like, quests. Uh, a bit like what we said, like, maybe as you die, you're like, please take care of that person. And then that can start a, a whole quest, or or there's the whole. I mean, I have ideas for for characters that have retired, not not died, but like are kind of no longer in the story uh, because we had like a campaign. Be like, I'm thinking of Kyla yeah. uh, and, and 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 other characters like that. 
where I like the ideas of like, you know, like her family kind of like looking for her um, or, and then, you know, like if, if, uh, and I thought about it at one point, I'm not going to do it because it's not really relevant right now, but like I, I thought of having Umgrim's family uh, or clan come to you guys and be like, well, he, I don't know, he had a debt and by the rules of the dwarfs, you now have, you know, like some kind of, mm-hmm. basically pass an adventure through that loss of that character uh, to the adventure. And it could be something tied, like what I just said, which is, to be honest, not a great idea, but like something where, um, like, I'm looking for that person. Oh, that person's dead. Well, can you help me then? Like it kind of bring the the brings the, the the person back into the story. Yeah, yeah. And if I lean a little bit more on the players who who are playing the character that that died, I think it's a little bit on them too, right? To seed their character mm-hmm. in a certain yes. way. If you seed your character and you make the other characters aware of their ambitions, of the places they've been, the places they like, the you know maybe maybe. Um, spots where there's unfinished business that they have to address, then it enables the rest of the party to come up with that stuff on their own. Like I'm, I'm thinking of of my character. Like I would like to think that perhaps if my character died, somebody would go visit my quote unquote not master but master Bianca and 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 talk to her about my death um, and the missions that you know. I've kind of cryptically informed some people about, and I've tried to make it seem important. So I would hope that somebody would pick up on that. So, so for those of you listening as a player, and maybe it, maybe it boils down to your objectives and not keeping cards too close to your chest. But if you express that stuff outwardly, even when your character dies, if the rest of the party um, is responsible, they might pick up on those things and, and try to see them through. Yeah, I mean, we have an episode on preluding, right? Where you you kind of like see where you want to go and you set it up in that direction. Your death probably will cut that short, but that doesn't mean this story cannot be carried maybe in a different direction, maybe in a different way that you expected, but cannot be carried by the players. Mm -hmm. Or even by like, you know, like if you want to do pass that to, I don't know, if you're a faction who has like... um, uh, retainers or like minions, like kind of you guys. You have like a a tavern where you you hire other adventurers and stuff like that. Where like it could be more like, oh well, we'll put people on that, then we'll we'll put put people on on continuing this, and maybe nothing happens to it. But then it gives tool to your game master to maybe then bring it back, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. There, there's a lot of possibility depending on how fleshed out was your character if your character was in a vacuum i'm a level four fighter um i like the fight i like my sword uh i died well it's hard to do something with that right yeah but but if you have deep like if you've really set your character in the lore in the world i think it's gonna have ripples whether you want it or not right yeah yeah exactly um so Chris, I might uh, go a little off script here. I asked Twitter if they had questions had for script. us. <laughs> no, I know. Anyway, yeah, we don't. Have but you know, I, I didn't talk to you about this 
before. Oh yeah, sure. I, Go for it. I, I asked Twitter about, you know, if they had questions related to character death and I got two. Um, so I, I mean, before jumping into that, was there more you wanted to talk about or, or should we go into a little Q and a that, I mean, I, I love it. I think maybe I, I only had one other thing that I wanted to mention in terms of a player setup. Uh, one of our players said last game um, that Randall, actually, who almost died, said something like he already had in mind, and he told me that before, like he had an NPC in mind for being his second character. Um, and that second character was part of his backstory, Randall's backstory. So... Mm -hmm. uh, that was interesting because basically think of character A and then you bring character B, an NPC that is part of your, your backstory. You interact with her in that case. And then he left. And in, in, in his mind, if Randall dies, he comes back with NPC B, becomes a, a player character, and then he can continue working the backstory of the first character, it basically feeds each other, right? You don't start from scratch. And I thought this was a neat idea that kind of ties up to our all, like, a quest from the backstory, but it's even more than that. Like, you can bring an NPC, like, if, if you mm -hmm. die and your brother comes, a bit like what I was saying, but then the player joins. Like, like, Umgrim's brother or sister comes and is like, well, I'm going to join you because you knew my brother and blah, 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 you know? So that's that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting thought, especially if there's like seriously unfinished business that mm -hmm. you want your your character to undertake. Um, I don't know if I would seed it ahead of time like that. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, to, to, I don't know how I would feel about having like almost like a synonymous character to backfill mm. my character if my character died. I. Yeah, I think I think they're on that a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I think the reason he did it is because he just got a griffin, and he was like, "I want this griffin to stay in the story." Oh, I so see. So it was the only other person who would have had authority over that griffin. Uh, so yeah, it might be something else, but but it was more the idea of like thinking of your second character, uh, maybe not as starting from scratch, and maybe as you create the character, you can link it to other backstories so it's doable after the, the fact mm -hmm. but you know to have a backup and, and think about it in advance is something that can be interesting for some uh, players yeah no absolutely all right cool let's go into question block question period go for it. um so we have a question here on twitter from palutina her uh, twitter handle is at sailor palutina and she asks or they ask in my last campaign as a player my character died and resurrected seven times <laughs> during a villain's speech the villain said you don't know what pain is i answered yes i do i died seven times <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah. they, they proceed to say uh, i wonder what impact death does in a setting where resurrection is too easy and it's it's that's really interesting, and it kind of ties in a little bit to D and D. Like I, yeah. I feel like D and D as a system, you know, if you have a, a life cleric who can just resurrect you when you die, does it take away from the impact of death? I, I mean, short answer, I think, is yes. But should <laughs> yeah. should we maybe elaborate a little bit on that? What? How do you feel, Chris? Yeah, um, I mean, okay. So full disclosure, my 
biggest, like my, my largest experience with with the D and D is through Critical Role. That's the reason I know basically all the the rules. But sometimes I don't know which ones are role, which ones are house rules, and and. The feeling I have with resurrecting uh, in D and D, and I think it's accurate, is at low level it's really hard to do, right? You don't mm-hmm. really, it doesn't really happen. So your character die. Exhibit. Spoiler alert for Critical Role season uh, two: uh, one character died. I-, I won't say the name that way; it's not a big spoiler. One character died at low level, and then at higher level, the group when once they got the proper resurrect spell, just wanted to come back and resurrect that person, mm. right? So then you're like, you're like, okay, so basically if anybody dies during the game ever, like even at low level, if we play long enough and have a cleric, I guess, or can pay a cleric, we can come back to the body <laughs> and just resurrect them. <laughs> like, okay. This feels like heroes, right? All over again, where everybody dies yeah. but comes back. So I don't know. I totally disconnect from stories that, that that happened, but Critical Role does it well because Matt Mercer is very good and very aware of that fact. So he does the whole thing where like the the the, the skill check ne- needed to resurrect someone becomes harder and harder. And yet, I suspect there's a lot of dice fudging there. Like uh, one of the NPCs that everybody cared about died lately, and they did a resurrect on him. He rolled for it, and I mean there was no way that character was going to stay dead. Like, uh-huh. narratively, there was no way. So even if he rolled bad, he, he clearly fudged the dice. Like, I, I have no doubt about it, but that's just, I guess it's an opinion. But so so then <laughs> what's the point of dying? Like, I guess it, it can yeah. have the narrative beat. But the, so the character experienced the death, but I feel like the player doesn't get the most out of it. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I... Like, there certainly can still be impact, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can make the death meaningful in that you lose possessions. You can, the game master can make the death meaningful in that there needs to be kind of an equivalent sacrifice made to to resurrect you. Um, and then I think it, it some of that onus falls on you as a player, right? Like, if your character died, like we were saying, in the lead up to that death, you should be divulging some kind of secret you should be making it impactful so that even if you come back there's kind of like these consequences that you kind of have to deal with right if you confess your love to somebody well now you've confessed your love to this person and and there might be a fallout there might be you 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 might get married i don't know but there is a there's a narrative impact that can be generated out of it so at least there's that but certainly it's not as impactful narratively or dra- in terms of drama if your character, like, if you have to choose between your character disappearing forever or your character coming back seven, what was it, seven times? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's those are two big differences. No, uh, but, I mean, but, seven times, that's just, I mean, if I would do this, I would do it like Horcrux style, where like every time you lose a part of yourself and you have to, like, I, again, it might be too grim for D&D, but you have to lose something. You have to lose a stat, like, like a, a, a number. You have to, you have to change your characters so that they, 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 they become weird. I, I don't know. It has to change you. Yeah, yeah. 
and like after that many times seven times like maybe you just become a vessel and you don't have yeah. much of a personality left i don't, I don't know then it wouldn't be too fun to play that character though so uh. yeah but i'm thinking now i think uh we're talking about it, i'm thinking of um i don't remember his name but like the the warrior who, who keeps getting resurrected by the the red um red priestress in the game of thrones mm -hmm. uh you know like he's all scarred and he you know he it it he becomes pious he becomes like he changes changes his allegiance like it affects his all his all lives plural, <laughs> right it's like it i don't know seven time feels boring to me <laughs> but but I'm not there. It depends. I'm sure it can be well done. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, but that's, thinking... that's a cool question, right? Like it's yeah. it's true. Like it happens. People get resurrected in games, and and it certainly changes the stakes if if it could happen. Uh, I would personally make it hard to hard. You know, maybe a priest only has a couple of those things in him, and then he can't resurrect anymore. I I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah, shall, shall we mean, go to the I next mean, question? Uh, a couple of things to say. Okay, I'm okay, thinking uh, maybe that's mechanical and and more house rule like house uh, ruling here. But uh, I'm thinking of uh, maybe when you die, you know, there's a bunch of resurrect spell. There's like the the the, the fast one. Uh, there's like one that needs to be within a minute, one that needs to be within a day, and what like you know, there's different ones. Maybe you get one of each. You know. Once you've been resurrected with one of those spell, you're immune to it. Like now, it needs to be a higher level one, uh -huh. and then that means I think it would limit your resurrect to at least like four or three, I guess, four lives. Uh, I might be wrong with because I don't know all the cleric spell. I've never played a cleric at a really high level, but um, that could be a way because seven times. I know. I, I, sorry, I'm, I'm. I'm not over it. I'm not over it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, go go with the next question. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So th thank you, thank you, Palutina, for your question. And then our next question is from Blake Ryan. His Twitter handle is at Flying Fox three six nine, and he says, "How often could or should you use an alternative med method of attacking a PC? So instead of just just damage straight up damaging them." Uh, examples would be things like kidnapping their pet cat, murdering their cousin, burning down their house, bribing their contacts, etc. So, so I, I'm not sure I fully understand your question, Blake. But I, I think from what I'm gathering, you're saying, you know, can character death, and how often should you kind of generate character death through like other methods? For instance, like burn, like dying by burning in a house or uh, stealing something precious to them so that they're motivated to do something really ridiculous, I guess, that would put them in harm's way. That That's kind of how I'm interpreting that. Um, and I mean, my, my perspective is do it. I would do it more often than you think you should, right? Like put your characters in, in harmful situations that are more exciting than just being attacked by a horde of goblins like it's try to make it exciting and by making it exciting you're gonna make it more meaningful if your if your character manages to save their kidnapped cat but dies in the process i mean maybe it's a silly example but you know there's more meaning to that 
and, and it gives actions to their dying. It gives impact to their dying action. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense uh, what you're saying of like don't don't just attack your PCs with um, damage. <laughs> you know, yeah. even like traps, like it, it comes down to like lowering your hit hit point basically. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna interpret the question in a different way, and I'm, I might be wrong, but like I I, I read it now. Um, uh, how often could should you use alternative way to straight up attack? Attacking, I don't know the PC. I, for me, it's it's almost like what alternative are there to PC death? You know, like loss of NPCs, basically. Oh, instead of, of well, maybe maybe that's not the question, and maybe Blake uh, can can uh, <laughs> can can uh, tweet uh, at us to to tell us how wrong we were in all our interpretation. But but um, in terms of basically the cost of. Of failing, I guess, right? Like we're talking about PC death. It doesn't equate. It's not one to one to like failing because you can still like you know they're they're correlated though, right? Um, mm -hmm. It makes me think of uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan, which which we had on the podcast previously. Go go listen to that if if you haven't. It's a cool two parter. Um, Brendan Lee Mulligan, the the, the um, dungeon master for uh, Dimension Twenty, and like the first season on Fantasy High, which they were fighting. Corn monster and corn like the vegetable, uh, <laughs> and and um, they were fighting. Uh, and basically, I think two or three. I, I've watched that years ago, but I think two of uh, his PC died in like the first big battle. And mm -hmm. he was like, "Well, I can't like this is a pr produce, right? We have minis, we have like I have a story. It's first episode. They can't." all die right now so what he did he just uh had like npc allies resurrect them but die in the process so i can't i think it it, feel, it ties up both questions at the same time right it's it, it and by doing that everybody was like what the you know it yeah. had a big cost to them in that case dying or or failing and like attacking on different so basically it hits you in the emotions right it hits you in the guts of like I didn't die, but they died because of me now. And now I have to act accordingly to that. Yeah, it, it definitely adds like a spice, right? It, it adds a, a, a special spice to the, to the failure. And I think even in circumstances where character death might not even be on the table, it's good yeah. to have those consequences be present anyway, right? Like, well, that is the way of not having player death right and still have consequences yeah ex exactly mm -hmm. you make npcs be be caught in the crossfire you have these optional things where you lose treasure or you lose the opportunity to befriend a character or what have you because of the actions you've taken so despite defeating the bad guys you, you still have that negative consequence or, or despite losing, like you, now you've lost the fight. So you're going to, the little girl gets kidnapped. So now, you, now you, you can either go save her or maybe never hear from her again. So that, that's kind of some of the stuff to think about. As part and, of I, and I think maybe it ties back to, I mean, this, this ties back to a lot of things we've said, like the, the whole like consequence like, do you need character death? Maybe you play your character death. Maybe you don't if you have enough other good consequences. And I feel like it might touch a little bit on why D&D &D does the whole, like, 
like death save too because i think it's easier i'm thinking of the game with like that we played this weekend if let's say you had you you were unconscious and then ludolf was unconscious then what would have happened is at one point i would have probably gone for rosalind which was the npc defenseless npc that you guys were trying to save and like you being unconscious would not be the the consequence like the, the the price to pay, the price to pay would have been because you were unconscious, you couldn't save Otis's yeah. sister, and then it's drama, but you still keep your character, so this it's still valuable to the story. I personally like character death, a player character death, but there's a way of doing it there, which comes back to Blake's question about can you attack them on different angle for for sure, right? Attack them at their weakest spot, which is the NPC they care about. This, this is what role-playing games are about. It's carrying in the story. Yeah, and, and I think you, and to kind of go back to the question, he's saying how often should you or could you? I mean, personally, I think you definitely should um, do it. How often? That's going to depend, I think, on this barometer that we're saying, right? If, if your player mm -hmm. characters are comfortable with death, or it's a, it's, it's a critical piece in the stakes of your game maybe you don't have to do it as often uh if you want to have a very consequential game without character death most fights i think that are you know are meant to be meaningful should have one of these alternative uh alternative consequences as a part of it yeah and and i mean there you can you you definitely can do it too much there because i'm thinking of like if you have a game master that punishes you all the time for mistakes by killing NPCs that you care about, at one point you won't care about any NPC. Yeah, you're just gonna be like, well, why would we care? You're just gonna die in, in two games, right? Or one game. So um yeah, you definitely need to 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 change it up and go to the like, okay, now you lost your I remember putting you in a scene well, not remember. Of course, I remember it was it was last summer. But uh, well, basically, the villain had one of your friend captured and asked you, "Do you want to keep your staff, which you just got it is probably the most precious thing you have, or do you want to keep your friend alive?" And it was kind of like a Batman choice, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And and you chose, and it, it affected. It it gave insight into your character. It built a relationship with the the, the PC that was threatened. And I mean, what happened is the villain. It was kind of like not a real threat because it was just to test you. Um, which sound anticlimactic here, but it was fun the day of. But uh, I think it was kind of those one of those like this guy was not coming to, to attack you with HP. He was coming with attacking you in your convictions uh -huh, of exactly. like are you actually gonna let your friend die for an for power through an object that's what i want to know yeah no so that's that's definitely one way to do it um, i'm looking at the time and yeah. a twitter question came in chris so oh. i think we i think uh, we got to answer this one yeah. lickety split and then we can then we can maybe wrap up cool um so this one's from armed bernese so at armed bernese on twitter and they say how would you handle a character falling to a necromancer and having their body be left behind so <laughs> it's a little bit more literal in terms of a question so chris how would you handle that situation what would you do if uh 
if a character died in the crypt of a necromancer? I mean, you have to. I mean, do we have to? You have to. You have to bring it back. Like you, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, you have to. Which, like, when I when I game master, I always think of like, okay, clearly I have to bring that character back. But how can I bring that character back in an unexpected way? So I think this is more for for me. Like, it would. Let's say we finish the whole campaign, and at the end we have like a wrap up. I feel like my character, my players, would be like. What happened in, like, to that guy in the Necromancer? Yeah. That, like, you know, like, it feels like a loose end. You have to bring it back. Um, but I feel like I would spend a bit of time thinking of how can I make it interesting? And that would probably depend on the actual story. Maybe we can find one, one way or two that could be maybe a little bit more interesting than just yeah. he's a minion now to the Necromancer. But, well, um, I think I think you know riffing off of that idea, and, and I have the same thought. Like, if they die with a necromancer around, that necromancer is for sure bringing them back. Um, mm -hmm. But I I think it'd be a little boring for that person to now just be like guarding the treasure that the players yeah. didn't get. You know, like that. I I would push that a little bit more. Maybe try to think of a situation where. Uh, the, the presence of that NPC now, of that, of that now resurrected villainous character, would provide the party with information outside of the fact that, like, oh, now they're back. So, so maybe if they see that 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 character in a setting or in an environment that they wouldn't have originally associated to the necromancer, like maybe they're now in a new faction that they didn't draw that connection yet, well, that character being present as an important part of that faction now is like, oh man, I didn't realize that like the necromancer brought him back and now he's in charge of this faction that, like, it, it, you know, it would create like a narrative web that informs the players and kind of has an impact that way. That, that would probably be my first reaction um, if I think yeah. about it on the spot. Um, let's, let, yeah, it may be, uh, maybe you're a group and you have like a headquarters and at one point you go back to the headquarters and the person who's your butler or whatever tells, tells you, oh yeah, Lady Cecilia came and that's the person who died. And you're like, what? And yeah, yeah. she came and she got some of the money in the treasury or like, you know, whatever it is that, that they value. Oh yeah. She looked at the, and, and, and she was with a friend, like a cloak guy. And you're like, what the hell, you know? Uh, maybe the necromancer has a power of like getting information of uh, through her. Maybe I'm 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 saying it's a woman. It could be whatever version of of, of that. But like maybe yeah. uh, the necromancer falls in love with the the raised corpse, and that <laughs> creates a whole dynam dynamic. Or maybe because the person uh, the, the the character who died is still very very fresh. Right, it's, kind of, it's not a skeleton. It's not yet a zombie. Um, she comes back to the group not remembering what happened and she's like you left me for dead and maybe you can even talk to your player character uh and kind of like be in league with that person like you're dead but you don't know that you're dead you know like yeah. and, and kind of have like those weird ways she the, the 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 character gets hit and doesn't really act like it hurts uh kind of like frankenstein style uh mm -hmm. and then Maybe there's a plot line with this. 
like so many things you can do, but I feel like you almost have to do something. And I, I think that. the only reason you, I wouldn't, or I would recommend not to, is if the player who, like, quote unquote, you know, owns that character was like, please don't. Yeah. You know, if, if they told you, like, I, I don't want to see my character back. I don't I don't want them to become a villain. I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like if if and perhaps there ought to be that discussion of like, hey, I'm planning on bringing your character back as a villain. I hope you're okay with that. I hope you're okay with that dynamic. And if they, you know, they really say no, no, I would really rather not. That's when you would have to really think about it. And I, personally, I would then say, you know what? Okay, I'm I'm gonna leave them alone. Um, but I would try to work some kind of compromise where it's like, well, maybe you could play them anyway as the I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's I more mean, of a logistics. Yeah, it yeah. could also count as a tro tro trophy, right? I'm thinking of Walking Dead uh, when... I mean, I could see that Necromancer raising that person. And it, yeah, it becomes a minion, but it's not really about becoming a high-level villain or a plot point. Like Just the fact that it's in chain behind it his throne or something. Uh, again, if the player is, is, is okay with this, it could just give the emotional oomph once they come back to the fight the necromancer. Like, it's not a big deal. It's not like we're not going to build a whole story around around her, but uh -huh. um, yeah. Could be vampires. Could be, I don't know. They're, you, yeah. It depends. It, it's so, it depends on where your campaign is going and exactly what happened and, and what necromancy, like what are the limits of necromancy in in your world and system. So there's a lot there, but but think outside the box because it is predictable, which means there's a lot of opportunity to to kind of flip it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, thanks for the for all those questions for everybody who reached out to us on Twitter. Um, you're more than welcome to send us questions, you know, regardless of topic throughout the week or, you know, between episodes. We're more than happy to see if we can find a way to incorporate them into the show. So if uh, you do have questions, always reach out to us on Twitter at roll underscore play underscore chat. Or we have an email that's contactroleplaychat at gmail.com. So, I mean, Chris, that was a pretty cool conversation about, about character death. Um, you know, talking about the the mindset and the roles and responsibilities of people at the table as it relates to character death. Maybe we can maybe do a quick takeaway um, as we wrap up. What do you What do you think? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Um, I would say one: you need to figure out: do you want player death in your in your in your game? Um, I think it adds something. I think Matt uh, also now <laughs> believes that it adds something. Uh, so if if you want it. Again, maybe talk to your, your players because it's not just the game master that decides that. And uh, then there's the whole like setting up death. Uh, and by that, we mean one once you see it coming to, to start giving it purpose in the situation, the mission, uh, motivation, and, uh, and also have something to act out before the dreaded moment comes. Mm -hmm. Really give it some impact. Um, and then for everybody else at the table to respect that decision and maybe have some meta conversations, you know, out of character to make sure that everybody's on the same page so that they can act appropriately. And then once your character does 
you know, pass away and die. It's everybody's responsibility to give that person some space. And then at a later date, try to bring that character back, close out some loose ends, maybe have uh, maybe have the other characters talk about and really lean into who that person was to give more impact to the decisions and things that they said in their final moments, and even some of the things that they you know, were striving to do when they were alive. Yeah, and as the game master and as the players and anybody at the table and even talking, like meta-talking, uh, you can consider what will be not only the impact, but the legacy, the quests, the story that the character might, like, like the, the, the group will continue regarding that character. Uh, it can stop everything or it can really be the continuity of it and uh, even uh, appear through the new uh, player character like the new the new character the players uh the, the player that the old character died now has and um i mean we talked all about a lot of things but i think that's the, the the gist of it be conscious of the fact that there might be some emotion attached to this if you guys are using uh some of the you know like um some tools to make sure every, everybody's included in the decision there's could be some cards uh to, to say that you're not comfortable at the table. Uh, we haven't talked about that really yet, but uh, that's some some tools that maybe character death might be uncomfortable for certain people, mm -hmm. especially depending on the situation that's happening. Uh, so maybe have a little timeout when you see it coming to be like, everybody's cool. Uh, is, that something, is that something that's cool to explore with everybody? Um, because, because yeah, that can be emotional. And if you're having a bad week, a bad month, and you go to D&D &D to relax, and the character you've been playing for three years dies, well, you know, that might be just the straw that broke the camel's back. Is that the expression? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, make sure everybody's at the table with, is cool with hap what's happening. Yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, so that was a really cool conversation, Chris. I think we talked about some neat things. So uh, maybe next time, I, I know you wanted to talk about character retirement so perhaps we could talk about that some other time chris yes character retirement which is totally different from when we talked today uh but a very cool way of doing something similar i guess yeah so with that let's call it a chat